This is a broadcast of SmallCapVoice.com, a financial communications and investor relations firm. SmallCapVoice.com receives payment for investor relations and financial consulting services that it provides to its clients. You should assume that officers, directors, and employees of SmallCapVoice.com or financial analysts mentioned and their families hold a position and intend to trade in these securities for their own accounts. This is not an offer or recommendation to buy or sell securities. Information in this broadcast is presented solely for informative purposes and is not intended to be nor should it be construed as investment advice. As in all investments, an investment in a featured company carries an investment risk. Listeners should review the company thoroughly with a registered investment advisor or registered stockbroker. This broadcast does not purport to be a complete study of the featured company or other companies mentioned. Information used and statements of fact have been obtained from the featured company and other sources but not verified nor guaranteed by smallcapvoice.com as to completeness or accuracy. Such information is subject to change without notice. You're wired in smallcapvoice.com. Following is a presentation of smallcapvoice.com, today's leader in investor relations, capital formation, and retail support. Now, with your online business briefing, smallcapvoice.com's Stuart T. Smith. Welcome one, welcome all to this online business briefing brought to you by smallcapvoice.com. And as you just heard, I'm your host, Stuart Smith. Now in these online business briefings, we shine a spotlight on some of the smartest and freshest plays here in the small and micro cap markets. Now today we're going to be speaking with Hut 8 Mining Corp. The company's traded on the TSX Venture Exchange under the ticker symbol HUT.V and here in the States on the OTC under the ticker symbol HUT.V. H-U-T-M-F. Now we're lucky enough to be joined by the CEO of the company, Andrew Kegel. Andrew, how are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks so much for taking the time to call in, speak to your company shareholders, as well as the listeners to this program. And for those listeners who may not be familiar with what you're doing at Hut 8, let's talk about the business model for the company. Sure. So the business model is quite simple. We wanted to provide investors with a way of having exposure to Bitcoin without having to buy the underlying currency. So what that means is a lot of people who have tried to buy Bitcoin, there's a, there's a huge leap of faith that's required. And what I mean by that is you have to go find an exchange online. You have to take a picture of your passport. You have to provide income and banking information and wire money to you know, strange places. Like when I first bought Bitcoin, I had to wire money to Gibraltar. And then your money disappears for a little while, and it doesn't show up on a monthly statement. It just sits on some exchange. So there's a big leap of faith and some complexity. So we thought, wouldn't it be great if there was a public vehicle uh, that was available to investors where they could buy it through their broker uh, on an exchange, have liquidity, the ability to buy or sell the, the stock, and get that underlying exposure to Bitcoin. And, and that's why we created Huddy. I love it. Well, that's a great way for somebody to dip their toe in the pool and get more familiar with the Bitcoin space. And that's why we love to ask you what you're doing there, because we're talking about a completely different kind of mining, right, listeners? So let's talk about your relationship with the BitFury Group. Tell us who they are and what you're doing with them. Sure. So the BitFury Group is one of the largest blockchain companies in the world. I believe last year they did about $500 million of revenue. They've got uh, over 500 employees. They're located all over the world. And they are our strategic partner. So when we created 
had eight. The basis was, let's not take any risk on the technology and on, on the cryptocurrency mining side and partner up with one of the best strategic people in the world. And that's why we approached BitFury and, and asked them to become our partners in this. And again, we wanted to provide something to investors that was safe. There's no technology risk here. We're not trying to invent cryptocurrency mining centers like a lot of the other new companies that are out there. We said, let's just go to guys that have been around for, in the case of BitFury, eight years and have been doing this and have perfected the technology and partner with them so that we can eliminate that risk for investors. Well, let's talk a little bit about the industry and your placement in it now. So blockchain seems to have a footprint in every industry nowadays, and Bitcoin is be really becoming a standard in digital currency. What do you see as some of the drivers for them becoming such enormous disruptive technologies in such a brief period of time? Yeah, it's a great question. The first cryptocurrency that came out was Bitcoin. And what made it remarkable, if you look back to when it came out, the initial uh, white paper for Bitcoin by a, a person named Satoshi Nakamoto, who nobody knows who they are. They don't know if it was a group of people or a single person. It was an anonymous pseudonym that we used. And that actually came out in October 2008. Now, for the listeners who might recall what was happening at that time, that was right in the midst of the, the Great Financial Recession. This is when Lehman Brothers came out and said, yes, we've just had $4 billion of profit this year. And then a month later, they were bankrupt. This is when the entire mortgage market basically collapsed and put the entire world into financial turmoil. What happened at that point was a huge distrust between citizens and government, and not just government, but the entire banking system, because I think people realized that this wasn't something that they, they, they trust. Blockchain, and Bitcoin specifically, was created as a way of individuals to transact with each other with a global currency that was not controlled by the government or a central bank or financial institutions. And I think it's the, the genesis of that idea has really taken off. People in, in North America, Canada and the U.S., you know, I'm a center of Toronto, don't always quite understand why you need Bitcoin. But let's think, for instance, that you're in places like the Ukraine and Latvia which have been invaded by the Russians several times over the last several decades, for them to have an ability to store money somewhere that's outside the reach of government is a game changer. Let's imagine you're in places like Africa, where a cup of coffee costs $1 today and $5 tomorrow because of the hyperinflation. Again, your money becomes less and less valuable. But if you can put that in somewhere that is off the cloud, untouchable by the government, and moves on its own stuff that you can access anywhere in the world, um, this something like Bitcoin and blockchain becomes quite meaningful. So it's sort of a, become a digital gold. And I think that is what has become very appealing to people and, and why people started to invest. It's, it's digital gold. You can transfer it. You can access it anywhere in the world. And it's outside of the reach of government or any central bank or financial institution. Excellent. Thank you for giving us your in-depth analysis of this industry. So now let's specifically talk about HUT 8 and what you face in terms of competition. In other words, in your industry, what's the size and type of competition you face? And what are the barriers to entry that you're creating through distinct competitive and market advantages? Yeah, so what we do is we have a large group of data centers. We have 57 of these right now. What they are is marine shipping containers or 40-foot-wide containers that have been retrofitted with chips. Each one has over 100 basic chips. 
all they do 24 hours a day, there's no actual people in these, they just computate cryptology. So the way Bitcoin works is in order to avoid using a bank or a central government is that the group of people use their computers to validate the transactions and to incent people to do that, they provide a Bitcoin reward. So what our machines do is that they're constantly computating uh, what is a complicated puzzle that whoever guesses that first can validate the transaction within Bitcoin and receive some Bitcoin in as a reward. And so our competition isn't real competition like there's people that are trying to knock us out of place. But what it is, is just a whole bunch of other of these machines, these, these ASIC chips that are computing this, that we compete against. And so that is how many people are trying to solve the cryptology puzzle at the same time. So obviously the more people that are trying to solve the puzzle at the same time, the lower our chances are of guessing that reward. And so what we try and do is, is build industrial scale data mining. We do that in uh, Alberta, Canada, and I'll explain to you why, and try and do as much of that as we can. And so we are the largest in Canada and one of the largest in the world at doing this. So we have right now about uh, 490 petahash per second. To put that into context, what that means is a petahash at the 490, that is how many quadrillion guesses at this puzzle to solve and get the reward we do per second. We do about 490 quadrillion guesses at this per second. Well, you mentioned Alberta. What's the uniqueness? Why there? 80% of our cost in doing this is, is electricity. The reason we go to Alberta is Alberta is very rich in natural gas. In fact, it's probably the largest natural gas reserve in the world. And if you're familiar with any of the, the politics in Canada, they have been unable to build pipelines to the coast from Alberta because it's landlocked in order to export and sell uh, a bunch of this gas, which really converts to energy. And so we're able to go into a place like Alberta where a lot of this is already being done. This is energy that's already being produced and has nowhere to go. And we're able to tap into that and get it at very low prices. On average, in the U.S., people are paying to do this on an industrial size about four cents a kilowatt hour. We are probably just over three cents a kilowatt hour uh, in in Alberta. So we've signed some long-term contracts there with cities, particularly in the city of Medicine Hat, where we're able to tap into some of the excess energy there, which is natural gas and wind power, uh, and use that for our facilities, which are located right there, right where the electricity is being uh, generated. Well, there's one of those competitive advantages that we were talking about earlier in the interview because creating Bitcoin, the mining facilities have received significant pushback in several geographical locations because of that energy that is being required. This isn't going to be a problem for HUD-8 now. And in addition to that, because of Alberta's excess energy, you're doing it at a cheaper cost. So since the beginning of mining operations in December 2017, it looks like HUD-8 has mined over 2,000 Bitcoins. Now, where are the Bitcoins held and how safe is that inventory? Earlier in the interview, I was telling you about the, the leap of faith and, and the, the complexities of actually creating accounts to buy Bitcoin. One of the biggest issues, the Bitcoin blockchain has never been hacked. It is the, the largest and the safest of all the cryptocurrencies, and everybody would acknowledge that. Where people have gotten into trouble is in storing it. So if I was to leave my wallet laying in a, in a public bathroom or leave it behind, and somebody goes in there and will take my cash. The cash is not at fault. And then that's the same thing with Bitcoin. If you're 
don't have the, the level of the sophistication to find ways to store it, you know, it could get stolen, just like a bunch of information does off uh, that's kept online. So one of the advantages we provide to investors is the ability not just to have exposure to Bitcoin, but to also store it safely. So we deal with a company called Zappo, X-A-P-O. They are the Fort Knox of Bitcoin storage. So why are they the Fort Knox? They use some very complicated procedures. Our Bitcoin is stored in uh, an underground old military bunker that's, I think it's 40 feet underground in Switzerland. There is all kinds of biometric requirements and criteria to actually get into the bunker. And all the Bitcoin that we mine is kept offline on computers that has no access to the Internet. And so that is something we researched extremely well uh, and made sure that we're using top-of-line uh, custodial services through Zappo. Yet another competitive advantage. Well, let's jump into why you're attractive to investors. If you had the opportunity to speak to investors about the potential future growth of Bitcoin, describe why you feel investors should consider HUT 8 as their investment and the advantages over buying the actual Bitcoin itself. Our cost of mining as a Q1 for the Bitcoin was just over $2,000. If you look at that, even in today's environment, and Bitcoin has fallen, you know, I think it's off about 60% from its peak of 20000 uh, currently trading about $7,500 U.S. Our cost of mining a Bitcoin is just over $2,000 in Q1, um, and we release our second quarter uh, on August 16th in, in a couple of weeks. So for an investor, number one, you're getting newly minted Bitcoin. You don't have to worry about the technology. So if there's other people out there who are mining new startup companies, you may or may not know if they have the proper technology. With our partnership with BitFury, we're dealing with the, you know, the top experts in the world. Number two, we safely secure it for you. Number three, we have energy contracts in place with the cities to provide us power at extremely attractive rates. And as I mentioned before, we have the security aspect there, and we mine it at a much lower price than where it's currently trading. So I think a combination of those things makes it very attractive for someone who wants exposure to Bitcoin. And as an investor... If you were to buy the Bitcoin, it's sort of sitting out there in the ether cloud somewhere, and you don't get your monthly statements. You know, the way Hadeli is created is you can buy it through your broker, it trades, it's liquid. If you wish to sell it, you can sell it. If you wish to put it in your retirement savings fund or your kids' uh, university uh, fund, you can do that. And you get your monthly statement, it shows up, and it's part of your overall portfolio. You know, it's, it's very interesting. One of the big things right now in the U.S. is that a lot of groups, mutual funds, such as BlackRock and Vanguard, the largest mutual funds in the world, or mutual fund managers in the world, are looking to create Bitcoin um, uh, ETFs, that's the, the market-traded funds. <clears throat> they haven't had approval to do that yet, but I think that's an acknowledgement that there's a huge desire amongst investors to get exposure to things like Bitcoin, but for people that want to buy it through their normal brokerage or account or in their portfolio without having to go through all the hoops and hurdles of having to create these online accounts and provide a bunch of personal information online to people that they don't know. Well, listeners, we're speaking once again with Andrew Kegel, CEO of Hut 8 Mining. Andrew, I appreciate all of your insights and analysis into this Bitcoin and blockchain area for your company specifically, though. Let's talk about the goals for the remainder of 2018 and throughout 2019. So thank you. Our goals are to continue to create industrial scale mining operations in Bitcoin. 
Uh, we're planning to do that by expanding in places like Canada and the United States where we have access to low-cost power. And, and really just to continue to, to hold that and provide investors with the exposure to Bitcoin without actually having to go and buy it themselves. Well, Andrew, let's wrap up this interview by learning about the team. It's obviously an impressive group there on the executive team, as well as your board of directors. Let's learn a little bit more about both of those groups. Yeah, so we've assembled a great group of people uh, from all different places, people with deep experience in blockchain, software, Bitcoin mining, investment banking. For example, our board board chair is a guy by the name of Bill Tai. He is a legend in Silicon Valley. He was one of the people that started Taiwan Semiconductors and manufactures all the phones for Apple. Uh, we also have Mike Novogratz on our board. Mike Novogratz used to be one of the key people on the trade floor at Goldman Sachs. He was a partner there, and he's now created a company called Galaxy, which is one of the largest uh, crypto funds in the world. And so we've assembled a lot of really great people here to, to guide this company forward and, and create something special. Well, Andrew, I want to thank you for your time, your personal insight and candor regarding your company, Hut 8 Mining. Again, listeners, those ticker symbols on the TSX Venture, use that ticker symbol H-U-T here on the OTC, use that ticker symbol H-U-T-M-F. Andrew, thanks for your time today. We look forward to great things from you and your company here in 2018 and well beyond. Thank you very much. Appreciate uh, you taking the time. Absolutely. For Andrew Kegel, CEO of Hut 8 Mining, this is Stuart Smith saying thanks so much for listening. SmallCapVoice.com, today's leader in investor relations, capital formation, and retail support, provides its clients with the highest level of service. Our audio interviews are disseminated to one of the largest opt-in audiences available today. How? We at SmallCapVoice.com believe in aligning and affiliating ourselves with other leaders within the investor relations community. By sharing resources, each affiliated firm is made that much stronger and each client is served that much better. Our focus is to identify and provide the very best financial services and solutions available to clients and their shareholders. For more information about our services, please call us at 512-267-2430 or visit us on the web at www.smallcapvoice.com.